Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Here we are again into season, I mean, mm, 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 to Advent, a season of preparation, episode number two. If you haven't seen episode number one, make sure you go to our YouTube page, on to God's House CC YouTube page, and look at episode one. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. We are talking about Advent and all that comes into Advent, the whole purpose of it was to get us to focus on the soon coming king that has already came as a child. And so it has this double meaning involved in the word Advent. It is to focus us on the birth, but simultaneously focus on his return as the king with all power in his hand. In season number two, uh, season episode number two, we are going to be covering this. This episode is kind of a little tricky, so just hang on for the ride, and you'll you'll see how it's going to fall out in a moment. Because we have to again build this platform in order for us to get a good understanding of what is going to be going on. The subtitle for this episode is one word peace so advent a season of preparation peace and so, so to make sure that we're all online together you know i'm gonna hit my my uh my definitions definition of advent is the arrival of a notable person thing or event arrival of a notable person thing or event Peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility. And then there's another word that I need to make sure that we have, we're on the same sheet of music about, the word repentance. It's the action of repenting, sincere regret, or remorse. So we have Advent, we have peace, and we have repentance. And so the 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 foundational character that we're going to be talking about is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, what he did is he prepared the way for the Lord by teaching the people of the importance of confessing and uh, repenting from their sins. How does that apply today? The spiritual discipline of us understanding that God provides us with a way to repent and to turn back towards him helps us to spend more time with him, helps us to be more introspective, uh, self-reflecting, so that we can do the things that are necessary to be in the right standing with God. So, if you remember last week, our last week, our subtitle was Hope. So last week was Hope. This week is Peace. And we're going to be going into Mark, the first chapter, starting at the first verse and we're going to run on down to the eighth verse mark 1 1 through 8 we're in the english standard version and it says this mark 1 and 1 says the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ the son of god as it is written in isaiah the prophet behold i send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. 
John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, where we are going with this, we have, again, we have to set the foundation. We have to establish a foundation. So, the first thing that we have to talk about is, if you did not know this, John the Baptist was actually Jesus' cousin. And so they had a, they were they were uh, related, and John was approximately six months older than Jesus. All right, so let's just want to throw that little trivia out there to you. So let's look at this. John went around, and it says that he went around declaring that people needed to repent. That the kingdom of heaven was at hand, you need to repent. You need to get right with God. You need to turn away from how you were doing things before and go in a new direction. You need to repent, turn away. It means that I was going in this direction, but now I am making the decision to go in a new direction. And then he validated it by baptizing them. And in that baptism, that was called the baptism of repentance, meaning I'm turning away from my old way of doing things. So what is repentance? Repentance actually comes from a Greek word called metanoia. On the surface, it means to change your mind. So surfacely, it means to change your mind. But it isn't like changing your mind about the presents to buy for Christmas or uh, what parties to attend. It is changing your mind that takes place after the fact, after you've learned something and the desire to make the change comes from the conviction that we have on a mental and even emotional level that what you have done was wrong. So you become aware of a fact and you say, I can't do what I was doing before. I have to do something new. And so John the Baptist, as he's preparing the way for Jesus, he's getting ready. He's getting the people ready for the encounter with Jesus. Remember I said this, we had to establish a foundation. So he was preparing the way by having their minds and their spirits, their emotions already prepared for a change because if you didn't know anything about jesus when he came he didn't do do things the way that everybody else did him he had a different way about how he conducted himself and so he john the baptist said i i want you to uh change your minds about whether or not you need to repent whether or not you have sinned and whether or not you really need a savior. Now, 
everybody knew Messiah was coming, but do you really believe that you need Messiah? So John was provoking these things in people's hearts and their minds and their spirits before Jesus even came on the scene. So that they were prepared for when he came through and spoke to them, they were able to make the conscious decision. Now, one of the things that we today have to realize is this. In order to uh, change our minds requires us to do a self-evaluation. We have to look at ourselves. And sometimes looking at ourselves is not as glamorous as doing other things. But it's very important that we evaluate ourselves. Are we performing? Are we doing things the way that they're supposed to be done? So John was going through. It says he's going all around here. He was in the wilderness, not even in the town. He was out in the wilderness preaching that people should be baptized to show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. So John is out there doing this. He's in this, And it says all of Judea was going out here to see John. This man reminds us of Elijah. He just out there living off of, of, of a, a vegan diet all he's wearing is a lion cloth uh, and, and he is just out there declaring that we need to repent and I believe well, what he's saying is true and so as they were going out there when he was saying these things this they couldn't look at anybody else because John was saying you have sinned you need to repent and so it caused the person to reflect on them it caused them to examine themselves it couldn't look to the left or to the right because he was saying you need to do this the person in the mirror needs to execute this so that they can get in right standing with God and so have you ever thought about it's very easy in this life for us not to do self-examination. We can just go upon the waves of life and just ride along. But every once in a while, I believe that we get to a point that we say to ourselves, there's got to be something better. There's got to be something other than what I'm going through. The same old, same old, same old. There was a movie called Groundhog Day. I've never seen it. But what I heard of, about the movie was that Every morning, the character will wake up and go through the same events every single, every single, every single, every single, every single day. And a lot of us, that would just get tiresome. It would get crazy. That's why some of us during the, this quarantine time, I'm not the quarantine time, but this, the shut-in time that we had, when, they was told, when you were told, don't, don't even leave your house unless it's for essentials. Or some folks were just like, I'm getting up, laying down, getting up. They weren't doing anything outside of that. And it just really got depressing because they were like, I, I, I need to be doing something. 
And then there were some folks that were using that time. They were getting closer as a family. They were doing things with the family. You know, they were working on projects that they planned on doing. They used the time wisely. But they, what my point is, we have to examine ourselves. What do we believe at this point, the direction that we should be going in? If we don't do that examination, we just, just float in the wind. We just go right along. Oh, excuse me. And so another term for uh, self-examination is examine of conscience. Where we just really look at our conscience and say, what is this I need to be doing? Let me really look into this. And so when we do this examine of the conscience, what we're really saying is, I know there's something more that I should be doing and I need to discover what that is. And that's when what John the Baptist was saying, repent, turn from what you were doing and go in a new direction, started kind of uh, locking into the people and they're realizing I do need to do something different. I do. I agree. I, I, I have not been uh, upholding the law, which is what they said. I have not been living according to God's word uh, is what we would say today. And I need to make my confession. I need to repent, turn from it, go in this different way so that God could be glorified in my life. And as we do this, we realize that it doesn't stop there. There continues to be processes of self-evaluation, examine of the conscience, so that we can begin to become more and more what God has designed for us to be. So with this uh, examination of the conscience, the one thing I do want to impress upon you today is the fact that God is not standing over you with a big old stick talking about you need to confess. He's showing love towards you. He's saying, listen, just tell me that you're willing to change. I will help you, but I need to know that you're willing to change. I am not coming with condemnation. I want you to do and be better. And that's where a lot of us, we try to not talk about the things that we need to change. We try to hold it in because we're like, God's going to whoop us. And I don't want no whooping. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So we get into that mindset that we actually try to repress it. And when we start repressing it, we start compacting it down in here. And all those things we know we need to change start contaminating us. It starts making us uncomfortable. We start doing things even more reckless because we have not released these things that are repressing us, that are putting us down, that are putting us in a position whereby we are not living according to God's truth. So we need to know that what we sometimes think about ourselves is not the same thing that God thinks about us. You know what? I, I got to say that one more time. We have to understand that sometimes what we think about ourselves is not the same thing that God thinks about us. God's love has no condition on it. God's love covers everything that you have done and think that is the reason why he won't accept you. God says, I just want you to repent, to turn from going in one direction to a new direction. 
That's all God's desire for us is, is to get away from the things that are causing us to fall and to miss the mark and get back on target and go in the direction that he would have for us to go. So that's what all this means. Do you want to live a life that is full, a life that has life in it? Do you want to have life or do you just want to exist? Do you just want to go with the ebb and flow of how this world is or do you want to have a life where things are happening you're excited and things are going on that makes you more excited now it, I know what you would tell me I know what you're probably saying to yourself but do the self-examination to really see is hat what I'm doing am I just talking to myself just saying things to myself or am I taking the action to move in a new direction once I realize the direction I'm going in is the wrong direction according to the Word of God so what happens is that once we say okay this direction I'm going is I need to go in this new direction once we say God the things I'm doing are not in line with your word I repent forgive me he says I forgive you begin to walk according to my word and I will show you mighty wonders that you have never known I will begin to do things in you that you never thought possible I will begin to create a life in you that is most abundant and you will be able to walk in that abundance so we have to grab hold of this and, and realize that when we do this uh, self-examination, it's also us pretty much saying, God, come into us and help us to be all that you have called for us to be. And Psalms... Uh, 139, 24, 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, search my heart, search my thoughts. If you find anything in it that I have done wrong, please show me. And so when we do that, we begin to ask God to come through and help us to see what it is that is not in line with his word. And then we can confess, okay, God, I realize I'm not supposed to be doing that. This is what you want me to do. I am making the determination, the emotional, the mental determination to do it your way and not this way so that you can be glorified and that I can see that you're turning things for my good. And so one of the, one of the ways that uh, some people do this is like they, they, they do uh, like a, three evaluations a day. So they divide the day into thirds, and so let's say from eight to eight to eight to noon, they'll say, "Okay, how did I conduct myself during this time period?" And then they'll look from noon to four, "How did I conduct myself during this time period?" And then let's just say from four to eight, they look and say, "How did I can?" And so they can begin to evaluate themselves. They make a conscious effort to cause them to look at how they're doing things. And asking God to come in and reveal to them anything that's not pleasing to him so that they can be pleasing to God. So that they can continue to go in the new direction. Now when you begin to do this examination, when you find there are things that are not in line with God's word, 
The other part of repentance is confession. We talk about when folks have addictions, when they have problems, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Once you admit you have a problem, then it's easier for you to begin to resolve and find a new direction or a corrective action by which to do this. Okay. So what we want to do is once we have asked God to help us with this self-examination, we then want to say, okay, God, I'm doing this wrong. Please forgive me for uh, doing this wrong. I thank you for your forgiveness. I'm going to start operating and moving in this direction because this is what your word says I need to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And God begins to open up opportunity for you to do that. Now, at the same time, the world or the old way that you used to do things are going to still be calling to you. But because you've made a mental, emotional and spiritual decision, it should not be able to pull you as strongly as it did before because you have made a mental, emotional and spiritual decision to go in the new direction. So if you only do uh like we used to say back in the day if you're only selling wolf tickets to yourself just talking noise and junk to yourself it's not going to be a, a, a easy transition for you but if you truly look and say i'm changing the way i think about this i think i'm changing the way that i feel about this i'm changing the way i uh, seek god about this and i'm going to seek him in a new way and I'm going to execute this to God's glory and I'm going to do this with all that's within me and I'm confessing this to God. God is revealing to me how I need to do it and that's how I'm going to do it. And so the old things will begin to still try to pull on you but they will not have a pull on you because or a strong strong pull on you because you've made up your mind, you made up your emotions, you made up in your spirit. This is the direction I'm going in. It's still just a foundation, y'all. And so we have to get to the point where we realize that we need to change. We have to confess that we need this change. And then the change begins to happen. And as we begin to look at how God begins to cleanse us, begins to wash us, begin to remove from us all those things, then we can get to the point that I wanted us to get to today. If you remember, the subtitle for today is Peace. Now, after you've done this repentance, this uh, confession, you've changed your direction, you're going in this new direction, this is when Jesus comes in and in John, the 14th chapter, this is what he says. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in all, also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. But now I want to drop down to the 27th verse. And this is where I wanted us to get to, where we had to establish this foundation first. In John 14, 27, this is what it says. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. 
Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus came that we would have peace. But we have to be positioned in order to receive the peace. That's why we had to do the foundation first. We can't continue in craziness and uh, being uh, 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 adversarial to God's word and expect peace. Now, peace means the absence of turmoil, right? Talks about the absence of uh, uh, adversity. That was the definition I gave. But when Jesus was talking about peace, he was talking about a key word. And that key word is called shalom. Now the word shalom in Hebrew means more than just being away from adversity and just having tranquility. The word shalom means being total and complete, being whole. And so Jesus says, my peace I give to you. My peace I'm leaving with you. Not as the world believes in peace, which is separation from adversity, not just separation from uh, turmoil, but my peace makes you whole, makes you complete. So Messiah came, Jesus came, he was born to bring a new peace, a completeness, a wholeness to us via us having repented and confessed so that we can go in a new direction and this new direction is peace and peace allows us to go through situations knowing who we are in him we will not let our hearts be troubled we will not let our hearts be afraid because we know that since he's gone that he says he's coming back and because he's coming back he said he's also leaving us with peace he's leaving us to be complete and whole in him in his word and so because of this we have no major concerns. We have no major worries because we're complete in the word of God. And with that completeness, it allows us to no longer be pulled by the things of the world and the worldly desires, but it allows us to operate and act in him, in victory, in that kingdom mindset which gives us victory in all things. And so we walk in that, we stand in that, we operate in that, so that God can be glorified. We turn away from our old things. Uh, one of the writers said, uh, the old things are passed away. Behold, the things have become new because of our mindset, our emotions, our, our, our spirit, our, 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 our way of doing things has changed so because of this we are now in a different realm we are in a different mind we are in a different uh, way of operating which all focuses toward us being citizens of the kingdom of heaven so we want you to operate 
or move along these lines. To do this examination, ask God to come in and help you. See what the things are that are not in line with his word. Make the decision mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to go in the new direction. And when you go in the new direction, you begin to get the shalom, the wholeness, the completeness, the peace that passes all understanding. And folks will not be able to comprehend why you have peace. Jesus brought us hope and peace. That is good news. Now today, if you have not repented and you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, today is as good a day as any in order for you to do that. And when you do that, what will occur is that you will move into a newness of life. And Jesus says that he will accept you that you are what he came for in the first place specifically you but there is a part that you have to do you have to realize that the way that you are going is not in line with God's word you have to confess that you were missing God's word and then you have to accept that Jesus is the way the truth and the life the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. So salvation is available, deliverance is available, rescuing is available, but you just have to make the decision to be rescued, to be delivered, to be saved. And if today you have made that decision, Please let us know because we want to provide you with some information to help you along this journey because this is not a, uh, this is a team sport. This is a team event. This is not a single solo event. We want to be there to encourage you and to assist you along this journey. And so what we would uh, like for you to do is email us at info at godshousecc.com. Let us know that you accepted Christ in your life today and we will provide you with additional information to help you along the way. Friends and family, viewers, I just want to let you know that God's peace is available. The shalom of God is available for you. Be encouraged this week and know that God's peace is upon you. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace that makes us whole and complete in Christ Jesus is there for you. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.